Hello. How are you? You are all right. Okay, one is all right. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> okay. Today I'm going to speak about the servants of Christ. If you have your Bible with you, I ask you open it from the letter of Corinthians, the first one, 1 Corinthians. So I ask you open your Bible or Bible apps. Many people have today the Bible apps. No, no, no. It is perfect. You have your Bible always with you. It is simple. You can read wherever you like, or as I do personally. I have re already written one. So I just put my headphones on my ears and listen the word of God. So it is wonderful uh, possibility to have Bible with you wherever you are. And you can, whenever you have decent time, you can just sit down and listen the word of God. But yes, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 23, and to next chapter, chapter 4, and the first two verses. Okay, let's read. And you are of Christ, and Christ is of God. This, then, is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ, and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Let's read again this verse 4, chapter 4 and verse 1, the A part, the first part of the verse. This then is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ. We belong to Jesus Christ. We are his servants. The Greek word here in this verse is not the most common word used in Bible as servant. It is not the word doulos, Greek word doulos. But it is less common word hyperetes. That word used to mean a rower, one who pulled oars in the lower deck of Galle. Galle is a big ship during the Roman era, 
where they need to work hardly to get it move. So, it is not the doulos, but it is hyperetes. And later, this word hyperetes became to mean less important slave. Those who had to do work, the hardest work, the most dangerous work, the less important work, those were hyperetes, that kind of slaves during, during the time. And uh, in Bible, Paul uses this word. And he says that this kind of slaves of Christ, we are. Let's read the second part of that verse, the part B. As those who entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Uh, if you use inter New International Version, uh, as I do, it is interesting word that this Bible use, entrusted or trusted, which gives pretty good idea about the meaning and about the um, idea of the word, Greek word, oikonomeo, which is behind this word. But it still loses something. The word oikonomeo means householder. It means chief steward. Uh, the slave that was responsible one in the house, the chief slave, that is oikonomeo. And now you know what kind of person we are talking about. So in the one verse, in the first part and in the second part, there is a tension between these two words. The word hyperetes and the word oikonomeo. Because uh, hyperetes was a common slave, was a minor slave, was a slave that has no importance. He had to do every hard work in the house. He, this kind of slave was never in the position of oikonomeo. He was never in the position taking care of all the rest of the people in the house, like oikonomeo kind of slave was. But in Christ, in Jesus Christ, he takes us, us who were nothing, and makes us chiefs. He makes us oikonomeo. He makes us to become the chief householder in his house. Jesus is able to make from dusk 
the diamonds. He can turn dusk to become diamonds. And that's what it, the tension inside of these verses or in this verse means that the less important is made important, is made the responsible one. Uh, let's uh, say a couple words about this householder, this oikonomeo, uh, so that you get a um, little idea how during the, uh, those times it worked. Uh, the chief slave system, if we can call it like that, uh, has called little bit different names in the Bible, but it was a system. There was one chief slave in the house who had to take care of every rest of the slaves. He had to grow up uh, or uh, grow those children who were in the house, the both ones, the slaves' children's and also the owner's children's. He was irresponsible for giving food to everyone in the house. And he was also able to use the name of the Lord of the house. So he could go outside the uh, doors. Not all the slaves were able to go outside the doors, but this one was able, and he was able to use the name of the master and do things, make contracts, and do everything what was needed and required to lead the house. So he was really an economian of the house. There is the word where English word economian comes from Greek word oikonomeo. So now you understand what is the point here. Let's read the second verse. First Corinthians chapter four, verse two. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. We should be faithful before Christ. We should live among his will or follow his will and show that we are faithful. Christ is not going to ask from you whether your pastor was good speaker. He is not going to ask you whether the worship leader was good one or bad one. He is not going to ask you that um, whether you have a nice meetings. He is not going even ask from you whether your neighbor was faithful, but he is going to ask from you were you faithful? 
Did you do what I asked you to do? That is what Jesus is going to ask. And that is what he ask, asks from us every day. Are you faithful? Were you committed? Were you ready to do things I gave you? Or did you start to complain? That is what Jesus will ask from you and asks from you. And he also asks those things from me. Okay. I give you three examples uh, about these kind of household servants. I could give more, but we don't have time for that. So let's go to them. First servant, Judas Iscariot. I don't think you saw that coming. Second one, the servants and third one, Joseph. Let's start with the Judas. Judas was one of the apostles. And later, Judas betrayed Jesus. But if you turn the Gospel of John, chapter 12, you can turn it. Uh, uh, there you can find the story where Mary pours very expensive uh, perfume on Jesus' feet. And Judas started to complain, started to mock, and started to oppose that action. Because he thought it was a waste of money. Then Apostle John tells us the reason why Judas acted in that way. In the, uh, ver uh, chapter 12, verse 6, he, so this means Judas, did not say this because he cared, uh, he, uh, cared about the poor, uh, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money pack, he used to help himself to what was put into it. So he stole. Judas did not care anybody else but himself. Judas was working for his own good, not others. And he was that kind of servant who tries to gain for his master. Let's say, check out these other servants that I mentioned. Uh, you can turn Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. There, in the uh, beginning, uh, I believe it is uh, from chapter 11, uh, Jesus told a parable. 
about the ten minas and the servants, and he told them this story to the people. I'm not going through that uh, whole story. You can read it by yourself, but I will take a couple verses out of there so you can see how this one servant acted from chapter uh, verse 13 there was the noble man he was going away and then he said so he called ten of his servants and gave them ten minas put this money to work he said until I come back and if you have read read this story you remember that first one of those servants came back said I have uh, ten minas more second one came and said okay I have five minas more but then came the last one who had earned nothing and in the verse uh, verses 20 and 21 it is said this servant speaks and says then another servant came and said sir here is your mina I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth I was afraid of you because you are hard man you take out what you did not put in and reap what you didn't sow. The servants, they didn't need to do much. They were expected to let professionals do their things. Just to carry the money to the money launders and that's it, nothing more. So they were not expected to gain more money. But they supposed to do even that. And that was, was their task. And I can believe when Jesus told this story, I don't know how uh, rapidly Jesus speak, spoke, but um, I can understand those people who were listening. They knew how this slave system worked in their countries. And when they heard this answer of this servant, I was afraid of you. I can imagine how they have laughed. They have laughed because, of course, every slave in the house were afraid of his master. That is not an excuse. They all should pose to afraid of his master. This master had a power over their lives. He could bear, uh, basically do anything he wanted without getting charged 
even though in Roman laws there were laws who, which should be support the slaves, but in practice there were nothing these masters were afraid of. So every one of these slaves, every one of them were afraid of his master. But this one used his, it as an excuse. So it was a most ridiculous explanation. And I can imagine how the crowd has laughed to Jesus' explanation, uh, th th this story. And I can say on my behalf, I know this servant. I know him personally. It is always on my problem or have been on my problem to fight against this kind of thinking. Ah, let's, let's go. It is another day. Next day we can do it. And then comes next day, and then comes next day, and so on. So I have to fight against it all the time. Uh, but I can also give some examples from my life that I have done completely differently. And I give you one. As a young man, I knew that I had a calling from the Lord. I knew that he wants me to teach his word. Okay? Calling is one thing. And giving speech is another thing. I can, uh, in that position, I could have thought that, okay, Lord has called me. Amen. Oh, that was a short sermon. Thanks, man. I didn't have uh, even time to fall asleep. I knew that I have to work for it. So I went. I started study. I found people who can give me knowledge, who can teach how to understand Bible, how to speak, and all the rest, what it, this requires. I realized I have to do it. Because otherwise, the sermons would be very short ones. And in the story, if we go back, to that nobleman's story and these servants with ten minas. In the verse 22, his master replied the most obvious thing. I will judge you by your own words, your, you wicked servant. You knew, did you? that I am a hard man, 
taking out what I don't uh, I didn't put in and reaping what I didn't sow. Why then did you put my money on deposit? So that when I come back I could have collected it with interest. So this man failed to do just simple task. But let's go the third kind of servant. Our last example. Joseph, the son of Abraham. If you turn Genesis chapter 39. You know, oh, remember Joseph was second youngest of the sons of Abraham. And uh, his brothers hated him. And they sold him as a slave. So here starts from the beginning of uh, the verse 39. Genesis 39. Now Joseph had been taken down to the Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian, who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ismailites, who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph, so that he prospered. And he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his, uh, uh, his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in the charge of the household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the house of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in care, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. It is time to ask what kind of servant you are. Are you like a Judas or this another servant? Or do you have a heart like Joseph? Who was willing to trust Lord. He, he was ready to commit to Lord. Whatever the sin circumstances were, he was ready obey Lord are you trustworthy 
even though you had to serve in not decent place or not in nice place or even if you had to serve in prison like later Joseph had to do or do you start to complain I want better this is not for me I want something more I'm worthy of more this is not my job let's other people let's other people do the, this kind of jobs or are you ready okay lord if you want me to do this i will do it because i want to follow you i want to follow you because you are what i need Let's read the 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Are you ready to come in? Are you ready to give your time? Are you ready to use your skills? Are you ready to use your funds for the kingdom of God? And don't worry, this is not offering speech. So you can relax. Let's read the one final verse. It was the verse uh, we started with. First, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 23. And you are of Christ, and Christ is of God. You are of Christ, and Christ is of God. This is good thing to remember. We are not Christians for ourselves. We are Christians because we follow Christ. We follow him, but we don't follow ourselves. You don't even follow me. You follow Christ. Wherever you are, you follow Jesus Christ. We all do that. We follow Jesus Christ. But we are more than a followers of Jesus. We are his. We belong to him. We are his children. You are a child of God. We became children of men through the birth and we became children of Jesus Christ through boning again. That is why 
we are his. We belong to him. And we will always belong to him. So we should follow his will. We should follow and do the task we are given. Not to complain, but to follow. Doing whatever it requires. Because that way we show that we love him. We can say the words, I love you. Another thing is to show that I really do. That is the way the servants of Christ should act. act. So the question is, are you faithful? Faithful servant of Christ? Or are you not? If you want to be, then just confess and beginning uh, and start again. He's waiting. He has all the time. But you don't have. But he is waiting. And he wants you to be the economian of his household. Amen. <laughs>